Coming up on this episode of the Mario Rosenstock podcast. So I'm chatting away with a lovely family, having a great laugh. And I says, what happened to you on the walking stick? And she was like, don't, don't tell him, don't tell him. Eventually told me she went to Lourdes and got hit by a car. <laughs> I went, that to me is the best Irish yeah. story ever. After seeing Billy Connolly perform on stage in Limerick, Carl Spain knew that he wanted to be a comedian. But it wasn't going to be easy. He spent many nights in tiny comedy clubs, sometimes getting heckled, sometimes performing to just a handful of people. But he kept showing up, and his tenacity has certainly paid off. Carl has carved out a highly successful career as a stand-up, a writer, interestingly, for other comedians, and for TV shows like RTE's The Republic of Telly. And he's just back from a massive UK tour supporting none other than the great Kevin Bridges. So in this episode of the Mario Rosenstock podcast, Carl tells his story, and we have a good old natter about all things comedy too. I actually look quite like Johnny Depp, but I have to put the prosthetics on <laughs> every night and the fat suit just so you bitches will listen to my, rather than just fawning over my good looks. And a guy heckled, he says, you're wearing a bigger fat suit than last time you were here, right? <laughs> I was a limbo dance instructor with Foss. I... Um, <laughs> I ran Ireland's biggest Marty Whelan fan club. Yeah. And my legs are so feminine that I was actually did some pretty poly modelling when I was in my teens. Yeah. I got one line into Kevin Bridges' tour. I toured with Kevin. He had piles, hemorrhoids, yeah. and he wanted his wife to go up to the counter rather than him. And the line I gave him was, I think I loved her more when she walked up the Isle of Boots than when she walked up the aisle today we got married. The first time he did it got a massive round yeah. of applause and I was a genuine, like the happiness. Wow. Carl is currently touring Ireland with his latest show called, well, What Did You Expect? So you can check out the show, notes, after this episode um, to see all the dates and venues. And myself too, I'm just about to embark on a huge nationwide tour starting on February um, 24th in the Royal Theatre Castle Bar and thereafter in Cork, Dublin, Galway, Limerick, Waterford, Kilkenny, Killarney, you name it, I'm everywhere around Ireland. And um, I'm having a ball putting this together. It's a brand new show, so there's it's like having new babies. Um, there's brand new stuff um, all over the place. Um, please do come along to see me. Um, Ticketmaster for details. And if you want to get in touch with me, course, on this show, it's mariorosenstock at gmail.com. And now to some comedy. Well, one of the big stories this week is the return of Bertie Ahern. Yeah, that's right, folks. He's back. And typically on the Mario Rosenstock podcast, we managed to hack in to Bertie Ahern's voicemails during the week. Get a load of these. Uh, how are you? <laughs> You've reached Bertie. Uh, I, I'm just here to, 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 to help out. Uh, please leave a message after the tone. Thanks. Hi, uh, this is T-shirt Leo Varadkar here, Mr. Hearn. Uh, welcome back to the, the mainstream. I hope lessons have been learned in the interim since you've been away and uh, that you know the prevailing culture is very different to what it used to be. Anyway, uh, see you down the road. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bertie! It's Paddy the Plasterer Royley here. I see you're back in circulation. What, Bertie? When you're looking to, you know, press the button. You know, give us a shout, Bertie. Standing by, Bertie. See you, Bertie! Yeah, Bertie! Yeah, Bertie, uh, Des Cal here. Uh, uh, welcome back. I see the Sunday game are looking for new contributors uh, on Sunday night. Oh, yeah. 
Might be a big year for the dubs. Might be worth a call. Anyway, good luck. <laughs> Bertie. <laughs> uh, John Delaney here. <laughs> Come here, how, how did you get back into the onto the scene anyway? Is it a, is it a number I need to call or <laughs> let me know anyway. I mean it could be a kind of a better call Saul thing, you know. I don't know. Anyway, give us a, on the QT of course, Bertie, yeah, nothing said okay. Thanks, Bert. <laughs> Bertie, it's Dermot Bannon here. Thanks for agreeing to come on Room to Improve. Just one thing, okay, I was doing a bit of research and you said uh, in your message that you don't actually own the house. What did you mean by this exactly? Give us a call back. Thanks a million. Well, look, Bertie, it's Miriam O'Callaghan here ringing you from RTE. Fancy coming on prime time? I thought you might come on to confirm um, that you're not going to be running for the presidency anytime soon. You're not, are you? Are you? You're not, are you? Okay, thanks, bye. <laughs> and you wouldn't believe the amount of texts, emails, Insta, uh, DMs, posts I've received during the week going, oh, Mario, I'd say you're like a feckin' uh, kid in a candy shop that Bertie is back. Yes, I kind of am. I mean, he was pretty much the um, the character that started Gift Grub out off. So um, that uh, we'll see what he gets up to anyway. And we'll, we'll track his, his, his adventures uh, quite carefully. A lot of people don't even know who Bertie Ahern is anymore. That shows you how old Gift Grub is. Um, that a lot of people really need reminding about all this stuff. Um, and amazingly, I believe he has a new podcast starting of his own, which I believe, uh, this is not a joke, I think he does have a po- podcast starting. Uh, you won't believe what it's called. It's called As I Remember It. <laughs> you couldn't make it up, could you? Anyway, um, time to meet Carl Spain. When we were doing some research about Carl ahead of our chat, I came across an interesting revelation he had made years ago about how he used to make stuff up about himself in media interviews. Total fibs-like. I mean, absolute scaldy owl fibs. So I had to start there. So, Carl, thanks a million for doing this. Yes, absolute pleasure. And, uh, Every um, time I'm in Dick's Lane. Uh, uh, my, <laughs> and, I, and among my extensive Wikipedia uh, referencing oh God, of you. Oh, God. No, but, no it's, all, it's all good. <laughs> but one of the things that, that, that was, they were talking about was your interview fibbing. Oh, I was going to bring that. I was, I was waiting to see what you were going to say, but no, I... I <laughs> What's interview fibbing, I first chickened, of all? I chickened out of it. Mm. So when I started, I'd read... No, I'd watched an interview of Michael Gambon <laughs> On there was kind of like a uh, it was like a dinner party TV show. So the, the guests, I think it was, I think maybe Ruby Wax was the host. But yeah. there was like four guests, and they're all sitting around telling stories. And Michael Gambon said that in an interview, he once said, "I was, I used to be homosexual, but it made my eyes water." And the interview would just, uh, and he moved on. So he just did it. He used to put in just, and I thought that was so funny. Mm. So I just said, "I'm going to make up." So the very first newspaper thing, I was actually with a friend of mine. But she interviewed me and it was that I said I was the, a limbo dance instructor with FOSS. <laughs> I, um, I, oh, I, I know what, I ran Ireland's biggest Marty Whelan fan club. Yeah. And my legs are so feminine that I was actually did some pretty poly modelling when I was in my teens. <laughs> yeah. Total rubbish, right? Yeah. You know, I, my, my Marty Whelan fan club was the second. Does bit. anybody follow up on uh, these no, lies? but that was the thing. So this <laughs> was the first thing. So when I started doing comedy, so that was, that was on uh, Limerick Leader. So then when I started doing stuff, I was up in Cookstown or somewhere and this journalist shows up. So I believe you're a big Marty Whelan fan. And I <laughs> played along and your leg shows, can you, oh my God, you'd have to take off your trousers to show me the legs. And I, and I was like, I suddenly realised I was doing it and I said, if I go with this, <laughs> that person mm. who 
been an idiot today mm. will be the editor of The Sun mm. in 15 years mm. and will hear Carl Bain was rude yeah. to somebody well, right front page fair enough Carl but for my benefit <laughs> somewhere in this interview can you insert a lot <laughs> not, not, not known to either of us but okay, only that becomes apparent <laughs> maybe in the weeks or days afterwards. The maybe, little maybe that we never find lied out. To me. Will you promise you'll tell me a lie? I will. T- pinky promise. He's done I a pinky will promise. Definitely do that. You do it from now or anytime. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Make sure because comedians have very sharp brains. So you can't. I don't know. Will it show on my face when I do that? Let me down, Carl. I want a big dirty stinker, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Right. So listen, your new show is called. Well, what did you expect? Yes. Why is it called that? Or is it just a turn of phrase? It was a, yeah, it was a turn of phrase, but it's, it's, it's kind of about how we expect a certain thing. Everyone, everyone puts people in boxes and puts them in different places. I used to do a joke about, oh, would you go out with a single mum who's got, I can't remember how many kids, but like had, I think at the time, had four kids mm. with four different fathers. And you go, oh, geez, oh, oh, I don't know if that would be for me now. So you've just turned down Angelina Jolie. <laughs> you know, and I go, oh, hold on a minute. You, <laughs> yeah, you know? well, and case. it's about, mm. it's kind of that thing of when we were younger, Whitney Houston was the good girl and Madonna was the bad girl and Madonna, you know, grew mm. up now. That's kind of the same joke because she's six kids or whatever, five different fathers, six six That's different right. mothers. Mm. <laughs> but it was, you know, and it was all about, you know, uh, Britney Spears was the good one Christina Aguilera was the yes. dirty one yes. and it's all about we put these everyone gets labelled and put into these boxes so it's all about that and trying to um, make just people be a bit more open minded you know and open to what who people are when you meet them I have the, one of the jokes that hasn't worked yet is when I was <laughs> in the 80s growing up in Limerick two of the lads were gay and we never treated them any different there was not you know, not once were they treated any different to the rest of the lads because we never knew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, it is funny. Of course it works. <laughs> of course it works. But then people go, oh, so you never used any kind of gay slurs on them. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was the language. That was kind of the thing. That was the language of the mm. time and people. And does, know. well, what did you expect? Does, does it have a theme as such? Or, yeah, it's or, kind or, of trying to. You know, I mean, the, there's some, I read a little brief resume of it and there's, it addresses politics. It's been news to me. <laughs> it addresses polit- political issues. A little bit, way, yeah, it? yeah. Well, I kind of feel everything, you know, any issue that people are going mad on social media about is usually a distraction. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, and I'm not I'm not trying to belittle anything now. And it's like the, the big things at the moment are the racism thing, which is not a small issue. But there's people arguing about stuff and then, you know, hospitals are closed and people are dying and everything's, you know, um, fuel prices going crazy, and or Chelsea are spending six hundred yeah, yeah, million yeah. on players. <laughs> uh, you know, I always find being that particularly out. bizarre. You know, just, yeah, yeah. Just but, it, oh, but it's just nurses that. and doctors, nurses and, and and railway workers on strike in England, and Chelsea spending six hundred million quid. Yeah, on yeah, players. yeah. Oh, well, I always find it funny when the royal, a royal family member shows up at a food bank, and it's yeah. like, oh God, King Charles is here today, and they yeah. go. Yeah, <laughs> you did this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. you know like Richie Sunak is he one of the richest people in Britain, and he showed up and asked a homeless person, "Are you in business? Yeah. Are you in finance?" Yeah, <laughs> he did say that. I'm I'm absent did, of what any is, finance. He also said in the same interview. So, what are your plans? <laughs> and your mum went uh, to find somewhere to lie tonight. tonight. Yeah, I saw that interview. That's I know. It, it's, as he as he handed him his sausages, but there's that thing that's out of touch. And even like when I was a kid, I, can't, I, I must look up who it was. There was a British politician who had an affair, 
I think he was a minister and had to resign. It's kind of when we first got BBC. I remember watching breakfast television thinking, this is mental. Watching TV before school. Mm. And there was a British minister resigned because he had an affair. He was caught having an affair. He can't be trusted. Cheating on his wife. Mm. And he resigned. And now the lies and stuff that's gone on. And he goes, oh, you've been caught. He goes, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Come on, let's you, move on. You talked about He's rodeo clowns. Yeah, that's What's like this? Boris and... You know, Trump. I don't even know what. To, to, well, rodeo clowns are kind of as someone gets hit by the bull. The rodeo clowns go on to distract the bull. You know, while yeah. we're dealing with the real oh, stuff. Sorry, okay, you know, yeah. so that's kind of basically just another form of clown. distraction. Yeah, yeah, just a distraction. Hey, look at us. You know, so people giving out about Trump talking about whatever when he was president or bar- well, the book on now. But when they're both talking about something, they'll just start another debate about something they'll say something ridiculous and people go oh my god have you seen this and go no let's get back talking to the nurses about the nurses or dead cat sending bounce. people to Rwanda or whatever yeah. you know all that sort of stuff yeah. that's the dead cat bounce thing isn't it that's yeah you, you, everybody's everybody's talking about something serious and then somebody goes okay I need to get out of this so you just throw a dead cat on the table <laughs> and you go look at the dead cat <laughs> yeah <laughs> this idea, it's distraction. So that's the new show, and and of yeah. course I will faithfully plug it at the end. Oh, brilliant! And Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. And <laughs> and let me see now. What was it? Was it? Was it Billy Connolly? That that was your epiphany. Yes, seeing him live. Yeah, I saw Billy Connolly <laughs> in the Theatre Royal in Limerick. In I think I was about eighteen, nineteen. And I never laughed so much in my life. Never laughed before or since. Just I can remember the pain from laughing and I remember saying to my then girlfriend I want to do this and she was looking like I'll never forget the look of what are you talking about like it's like saying oh I've just seen Jimi Hendrix oh, I'm going to buy a guitar and do that but I felt yeah. I genuinely felt that's connecting I need I need to do that around that time I think it was before that a friend had said to me we were, what, we're in a pub that is an extraordinary moment isn't it oh it was when, genuinely when something like that happens to you I, I but I I knew I was kind of funny. I knew I could make people laugh mm. and they're kind of in company and whatever. But my we were in a pub and my friend said to me, Dave, he, he looked up and Dave Allen was on the telly and he goes, you tell stories like him. You mm. tell funny stories like he does. Mm. And I don't think I'm Dave Allen <laughs> about that. And it was like, I was like, oh, and I, I had it in my head that I kind of was interested in comedy and I kind of, but there was no, like there was nowhere to see it. Yeah. There was like, you know, we I didn't, ha- you know, we had... Um, you'd see someone come on the late late, mm. like, but it was Billy Connolly mm. or, you know, Lenny Henry. Lenny, yeah, but they wouldn't be necessarily stand ups as such. You know, mm. you'd see Tom O'Connor, but they'd be sitting down. They wouldn't. No one would get up and do. So I, I even the, how do you start? Like they tell you, they they, t- they tell a witty anecdote. Yeah, or but a do funny I have to anecdote? move to a North England, you know, working men's club? To, yeah. like, the, 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 there was no yeah comedy, no clubs. way in. And even I remember when I started. Um, I remember meeting Barry Murphy mm-hmm. and I was saying to Barry, oh, there's a comedy club starting in Limerick. And he just went, there's always a comedy club starting in Limerick. <laughs> <laughs> Barry. There has been for 20 years. <laughs> they never, and I was like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. There was, so, so really what you're saying is you have seen the evolution. <laughs> it's truly extraordinary yeah. that from being a kid who watched Billy, Billy Connolly to going, well, how do you even start at this? It's 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 almost like you could nearly put it down on your CAO form at this stage. <laughs> this is what I want to do. Well, couldn't you? I didn't have enough points. Yeah, well, well you know, couldn't you? Like, because I mean, it, if you said it to your parents now, people would go. Parents would go. So it's either a rock star or a comedian who wants to be John. Well, I think both of them are you, fairly you, viable, to be honest. You with can you. study it. In I know I did. I was torn. <clears throat> there was Southampton University. There's a comedy course. Mm. I remember going in yeah. there with someone doing a kind of chatting to them. Um, what was the what was the sort of 
Can you remember the transition from being somebody who you f- people felt he's really funny yeah. to being professionally funny? There was, yeah, there was a, uh, a girl, I was my friend Mary that I was living with, her friend had done stand-up in Australia and she came to Dublin to do gigs. So I went along. And while I was going in, I did TV production in college. Mm. So I was going into the laughter lounge to watch this person and the people that were working there were in my course. Mm. They were doing text and they're going, oh, are you the open spot? Oh, brilliant. Mm. About time you did it. And I went, no. And I was like, oh, even like I hadn't discussed it with this person, but Mm. he thinks I should do it. So there was a bit of that. But when I saw it, I was thinking my idea of what stand up was, because I'd seen Billy Connolly. Mm. I went to the club. um, It's a the warehouse it's a camping thing now it used to be oh God, the, the Dark Club it used to be just there oh, yeah. I used to work Chatham in Cafe Lane, Mo- yeah. yeah Chatham Lane and we w- used to go to the the lounge music That's night right. there Paddy Cullivan was yeah. there and Camilo Sullivan used to appear there yeah, as well, yeah. and so we'd be at the music nights and one night we went and it was it was t- comedy mm. but Tommy was the headliner mm. so I'm sitting there going no nothing I'd only seen Billy Connolly and Sean Hughes mm. twice so I'd only seen theatre acts mm. so I'm thinking right this is a club back now this is what I'll have to be mm. And it's fucking Tommy dear. Mm. <laughs> no, I didn't know who t- it's mid nineties. Mm. And Tommy was unbelievable. Mm. So I'm thinking, fuck, the standard is so high. Okay. <laughs> so it knocked me back about five years. I genuinely thought you have to be that good to do comedy. And I knew yeah. straight away I'm not gonna be like Tommy was it was mesmerized watching him as a, like he completely unknown to me. Yeah. You know, it was about ninety five mm. or whatever. I think it, maybe maybe it's not maybe he'd won the the newcomer thing in yeah. Edinburgh but I was like oh god he was using the mic walking away it was like the full stage performance mm. and I'm like bollocks like this is yeah. this is the standard but then when the girl came to stay with us we went to the laughter lounge and I was kind of going oh and even then I was seeing jokes oh yeah no and like I, I've always had this thing when someone would do the start of a joke I'd run to the end and try and Finish Come it before up, them. Finish it yeah. before them. So yeah. they do a setup, and mm. it was actually Sean Hughes had one about. Um, I don't smoke behind the bike shed. I cycle behind the tobacconist. <laughs> and yeah. I remember going, "That's me. I yeah, think yeah. I can do that." I know yeah. it's a simple yeah, juxtaposition, no, but I went, "I could do that." Yeah. Now Sean was brilliant and could so much more. Yeah. But it was like if I can do one. Yeah. So I always had kind of like I'd make a mental note of a joke. Yeah. So then I was twenty eight, and I said, "Right, I'm going to do this." Yeah. Go and on. I went and went in to book a gig in the Hapenny in Dublin and holding said, how many people? It's 80, 70, 80 people. Okay. Maybe, is, maybe less. Yeah. You can get a good crowd dynamic. And they had, no, we're too full this week, but you can stay. So I stayed and watched, and standard was horrific. Mm. I genuinely, it was the most encouraging thing of my career. Yeah. There was some of the worst acts I've ever, I've, even yeah. since, they were horrendous. Yeah. And I was like, brilliant. Yes. I'll at least be as bad, like, I'm not going to be worse. Yes. So I went back the following week and that standard was actually better. I actually got in free the first week. I had to pay for my first gig. So I yeah. paid three quid to go see myself. And, uh, <laughs> and the first joke I told was, I'm from Limerick. Oh, I'm going to get wrong. This is two, April 2000. I'm from Limerick, the... I know what you think, Limerick, oh, it's got a bad reputation, but it's just a handful of people. What they do gets on TV, gets on the radio, gets in the papers. Don't judge us all by the cranberries, right? Okay. Right. Now, it's not the best joke ever, but I got a really big yeah, laugh. Yeah, yeah. I actually quite liked the cranberry. I have to go on record yeah. and say that. And I got a big laugh and completely blew. I genuinely mm. hadn't considered the first laugh. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my, like, oh my, like, I yeah. still, that, oh. And like uh, a little wave. And my friend Mary, who I was living with, was down mm. the back. Oh my God, he's fucking dying. There was a girl, Trish, who I'll be seeing soon. She goes, Oh my God, you have to let it linger. I'm going, 
You've heckled me. I've one joke in my career. <laughs> I've one joke in my career, and you've heckled like uh, hatred. Great heckle. It was a perfect, like perfect heckle. Yeah. And I, I had a whole routine. I've never done about the cranberries and about their lyrics. You know about uh, all their lyrics and the repetition and, mm. and how. The, and uh, I just moved on to the next bit. And the audience picked a winner, and they voted me the winner that yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. And as I said, the standard wasn't great. Yeah, yeah, it was better yeah. that week, but I went back to following week one again. Went yeah. back three weeks with in more a row. confidence. Yeah, with same. You, you, could you feel your confidence? Growing? Yeah, I was. Yeah. I'd be an- anxious on the day, but then the mm. release was incredible. How important is that confidence? Um, I think it. it Gets you. It gets it. It's showing it is the important thing. Mm. If you're on stage and you show nerves, you make the audience edgy, mm. and it makes it harder for them to laugh. Like wasps, wasps can smell. Yeah, but if fear. they're if they're there going, oh god! If it's a new he's, act and you're worried, and I've said it like I've done workshops and told people if you are nervous, pretend you're even more nervous and make fun of it. Drop the mic, you know, and then people yeah. will laugh, thinking, oh, they're. Yeah. You know, it's not funny, but it's yeah. they're doing it to make it look yeah. funny. They're trying to be funny about it rather mm. than they're really nervous. Mm. You know, talking like when I was, <laughs> I used to write on my hand, but then people, someone said he's writing on his hand. So, oh. so then I, 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 I used to, I don't really drink, so I peeled the beer bottle and wrote on the label. Where so I peel a Bud, a Budweiser label. I remember peeling, writing the the point. Oh, the gym, Jesus, the different topics yeah, we're yeah. talking about. And but then I, I I took a drink from the mic and spoke into the bottle. <laughs> And people laugh that's thinking I'd done it. That's literally the point about yeah. the nervousness. Yes. Think people had done it deliberately. <laughs> and I'd be like, Whoo, and literally, Whoo, you know, the thing you blow yeah. into the top of the bottle. Yeah. People are roaring laughing. Go, yeah. That was so funny when you did that. And you go, yeah. oh, you for, know, I could never reproduce it. So yeah. for never. people, for people out there listening. And, and I mean, a lot of people actually, because uh, nobody, I, nobody really knows the mechanics of comedy. Um, it's something that's not really talked about. So, yeah. for example, if I said to you, and this is something I even I mightn't even know about because I'm not a stand-up. Or, well, I'm not telling you. I'm not a stand-up per se. But but the idea that um like our comedies are 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 is somebody's show is somebody's routine the same every night on the same if they're on the same. They run. can be like is your routine same every night? Is Tommy's routine the same every night? For me, never. No, I don't think I've ever come close to reproducing the the previous. Or I'm too dis- easily distracted. Yeah, I could be there doing. In you know, there's times I'll be. Like you'll do a, like one of the bits you might do that mm. identical two nights in a row yeah. but then you'll finish it and go oh you with the glasses what's your you know I just yeah. I'll get distracted they'll move where are you going you're yeah. to the toilet no yeah. you're off to the bathroom and oh that's yeah that's why it's different every night you're off to the bathroom oh yeah there's a small willy contest in the gents yeah, yeah, while yeah. I'm on stage and get get a laugh and it just gets I I can't I couldn't do well I it's, don't mean it. I couldn't be a press play comedian like yeah. you press play at the start of the show yeah. and you just talk. Yeah. Set. But, I admire it. But, I wish but, I had that but, skill. But there are many. There must be. Totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, with no disrespect to Jimmy Carr, who's as brilliant. There's no way he is. He is verbatim. He is. But Jimmy can step out of the lane. Mm. You know, I um, I think he likes to, like he'll do that thing of I, I've seen him do it where people heckle me, go on heckle me. Mm. Um and you deal with then what's in the in in the room. Yeah. I don't like encouraging that to heck. I don't mind the heckle, yeah. but they're so rare that you'll get a good one. Yeah, I I had the best the best one. I, I think. always feel that his his are set up. Um, no, you can deal no. with you can like like Jimmy's going. I'm 23 years. I think Jimmy started just before me, mm. around the same time. Anyway, it's funny he's from Limerick as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I, 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 I remember Jimmy listing off 
all his family like the non-cars whatever the mother's maiden name no um, no don't know him. no <laughs> Ross Bryan is it no up, up by Ross Bryan no don't yeah. know them okay we don't know the same people but um, that thing of heckles there's very there's so few options but I was doing I used to have <laughs> doing a thing about this isn't how I really look I actually look quite like Johnny Depp but I have to put the prosthetics on <laughs> Every night in the fat suit, just so you bitches will listen to my, rather than just fawning over my good looks. And a guy heckled, he says, you're wearing a bigger fat suit than last time you were here, right? <laughs> Christy Bannon in Port Leash. And I did, I know he's a prison officer. I knew, I knew him at the time, but I didn't realise it was yeah. him that had said it. And I was, I, I laughed, but that's yeah. to me, I laughed, the audience laughed. Yeah, we all laughed. Brilliant. Perfect heckle. Are Irish people funny? I think so, but or are we overestimating ourselves I think by thinking we're fucking great? I think great crack? we think we're the crack. Yeah, but where's but some truth some are, and there's a truth to it. Do you know? Do you know when it annoyed me um, was the Euros 2016 mm. in France, and it seemed because in Poland there was all that there was the Angela Merkel things were at work. Yeah. There was a few different and things went viral. And it was yeah. early-ish social media, so yeah. people. But it was like a competition in France of, you know, people, you know, there was a baby asleep and they're singing lullabies or fixing punctures. And I was like, going, there just seemed to be so many. Oh, look, we're lovely, aren't we, really? Yeah. We're great crack. And I was going, would you ever just fucking get pissed and sing that. a song? And it's not against, I mean, they're all nights thing, but... It's funny, though. You know, we the, can't... Oh, some of yeah, them are great, yeah. but you like, there's so many... It like, was trying to prove that they it were was funny. Like, look, yeah, it was just this, mm. like, we're not the English, we're not. That's it, how charming We're not, we look are. how great we yeah. are. But, like, it, that felt staged and it felt offensive. like, yeah, like, yeah. you know, look at us, make sure this... Has this been filmed? Is, you know, it felt like politicians. Yeah. You know, has this been, this has been filmed? Look, I'm fixing puncture here for this woman, yes. you know. And you know, I was just there was just so much of it, and I was going, "Come on, lads!" Yeah, you know. Yeah. So anyway, answer my bloody question: well, Are Irish to... people funny? <laughs> nah, not as funny as they think they are. Mm. I think, mm. I think there's like the because Jason Byrne, like I mean, Jason would he's always... funny. I'll give him that. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, he's getting there. But Jason would always say that. You remember that that little routine he does where. He goes on stage and he goes like, oh, hopefully this will be funny. It better be funny because I know all of you have fucking loads of stuff yeah, that yeah. you're going to think is 20 times more funny. And that was a tribute really to Irish people who all have a great story. Yeah, yeah. And he, his basically thing is about stories, you know. So, um, yeah, so he, oh, was, that, but, he was basically saying but that But you get are. the, you get the, you, you do, you get them, but Jason will find them in the audience and, but he'll strap chairs to his legs and start walking mm. through like a velociraptor or something like, mm. I, I, the most joy I'll get is watching Jason, mm. you know, just going, like his show is definitely not the same night after night. It couldn't be, no. But my, one of my, <laughs> and I, I was, I used to work with, um, Aircom for the when they were the sponsor of the Irish football team mm. and I was leaving Crow Park late one night so you kind of interviewed Trapatoni it was Trapatoni mm. Tardelli Manuela all that time and best time of my life and I'm leaving one night and there was three generations of this family so it's late after the match everyone's gone and I'm like on and they, they recognised me someone recognised me in the group and he said oh he's the comedian so I'm chatting to him I says why are you what are you doing like leaving now what took you so long and says, and the, the, there was a the grandmother. She was had a walking stick. Goes, oh, my grandson is in the squad, and I'm like, oh, brilliant! This is great. Now I've met the granny. When I'm next time I've interviewed whoever, I says, oh, who's your grandson? She goes, Stephen Hunt. And I went, oh, is Noel, whose brother mm. <laughs> in the squad, is Noel not your grandson? They're all roaring, laughing. This is, you know, so I'm chatting away, lovely family, having a great laugh. And I says, what happened to you on the walking stick? And she was like, don't, don't tell him, don't tell him. 
eventually told me she went to Lourdes and got hit by a car. <laughs> I went, that to me is the best Irish yeah. story ever. Yeah. Like she literally, so you could walk until she went, yeah. Mm. And you did you come home in the wheelchair? And she just, they were laughing. They wouldn't, I don't know. Mm. Like she went to Lourdes, able to walk, came home. And I was like, mm. do you think, do you think that's the way God does it? Yeah. I'm letting this person go home. This person came in a wheelchair. You can walk mm. home and you, you walked here. Yeah. You have to go home. But she, they were absolutely lovely. But I was like, that is the best. Yeah. But that's just like, you know, literally chatting to them for two minutes. Yeah. Outside that's Crow a juxtaposition now. Yeah. <laughs> now, the, the other thing is that you, you obviously, you, you tell jokes, you're a comedian, but you also love to write jokes I do, for yeah, yeah. other comedians, which I think that's that's interesting. It, it's 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 a different thing. Yeah. Tell me about that. How, how, what world does that exist in? It, it It's a funny one because I've mm. had it where I'll say something on stage as an ad lib if I'm hosting the show and I'll mm. say something and go, that can be used again, but probably not for me. Mm. And I'll go, I'll literally text write someone and say, yeah, yeah, that's someone else's. Um, I've done it where there's once or twice I've gone, oh, give me that back <laughs> and didn't get it back. There was, um, I wrote I wrote for Al Porter. Yeah, when he, yes, and, that's uh, right. The, and Al is back now. He's back now. Yeah. The, but the, the, the joke I wish I'd take, I wish I'd never said out loud. He met Roger Moore. He says, I met Roger Moore. I want to make it, I, I, I said, I want to talk about it. So I said, well, what, do you, what happened? He said, well, I met Roger Moore. We just left talking to the wife and son. That's all. And um, and he's not so I said so my agent rang me I can't do an impression I, I can I can do a bit of Trump but I, I can't now uh, <laughs> um, so my agent rang me and said Roger Moore and I went I'm doing as much as I can right so yeah. he goes I should have seen that and I went yeah you should and uh, <laughs> <laughs> so then I just shook his hand and then I was left chatting to the wife and I didn't know what to say to the wife so I'm just chatting to her and I look at the son and the son is very handsome so I just say oh your son's very handsome just like Roger his father. And she said, that's not Roger's son. That's the man before Roger. Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And I know, I remember, I could tell you where I was. Good the one. moment I said it, I went, oh, I could, yeah. I could come back, come back. Like, literally, I yeah. went, oh, I want to do that. But there's times like that, you go, oh, but I mean, I never met Roger Moore. It's his story. But I, like, that's mm. kind of how I'll work. So if someone has a, a story, mm. I'll go, right, we'll add jokes to it. Or where do we make the jokes yeah. and like with yeah because I was wondering do you write jokes as such no you can or, or are you writing for somebody's voice I work better with what they've already got like they've yeah. said this is the story I did one I do it I've done it for about a decade in Tullamore where there's a kind of a fundraiser and they get and Barry Cowan or Barry Cowan does impressions he was doing hockey and doing a few tell Barry, us, Cowan, Barry Cowan Brian Cowan does impressions but Brian is well, I don't I've, but Barry he's this gonna this is what the whole thing in that hotel was about was, that was <laughs> hang on all right. All that, when he had the hangover. Yeah, yeah. The famous hangover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was up all night doing Michal Amara Hartig impressions. <laughs> Not a joke. Oh, really? Everybody was... Because Cowan is... Cowan, and obviously now the brother is like that as well. But Barry... So the two brothers growing up were obviously... Oh, give us a look at your Lester Piggott. <laughs> 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 give us your David Coleman again, will you? So we're doing Charlie. He was doing Charlie. But, yeah. And I mean, like, he sto- like, if I was to properly coach him, your stories are a little bit long, Barry. I cut it short mm. there. Anyway, but he'd be one. But I, the, the parish priest was one. And the parish priest had a story and he says, I was there, what's your story? And he goes, well, my dog went missing once and everyone thought I'd gone missing. So the story got mixed up. So I said, say this. And he goes, I couldn't say that. Just trust me. So he's on stage later. Uh, well, we did kind of warm ups. You know, so they, and, and the show, he goes, so everyone thought 
I'd gone missing, which was fine, until my housekeeper's on the phone saying, well, the last time I saw him, he was running around the garden with just his collar on him. <laughs> and the room Jay, erupted. Like, it was one of my yeah. favourite laughs. Like, erupted. Yeah. And he looked at me, and I felt like, you know, you know, Alex Ferguson at his yeah. bed, you know, just thumbs up and he was like nodding. Well, that raises the interesting question, Carl. Do you get as much of a buzz out of hearing Absolutely. people laugh at a joke that you may have been responsible for rather than a joke you've said? Absolutely. Mm. Exactly the same. Mm. I, in my head, it's going, that's your laugh. Mm. I remember I've written, like Al went on the late, late mm. and he did, there was like, <laughs> Rachel, my partner would look and I got me, him, me, um, yeah, you know, yeah. me, you know, nice. stuff he's written himself. Nice. And she's, oh, no, your one's worked. You know, or yeah. Al, that one. It says, my favourite was that one. No, Al writes that one. That's not your favourite. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but it does, you know, I've had, I got one line into Kevin Bridges' tour. I toured with Kevin. Oh, I got yeah. one line in. I suggested it. And I remember I did some of the work in progress with him. Yeah. And I suggested a line. The line is that he's about, it's about, um, he has piles and he's, he had piles, yeah. hemorrhoids and he wanted uh, his wife to go up to the counter rather than him. And the line I gave him was, I think I loved her more when she walked up the Isle of Boots than when she walked up the aisle today we got married or mm. version of. Mm. First time he did it got a massive round yeah. of applause and I was a genuine, like the happiness. Wow. That was one line in a 90 yeah. minute show. But I used to keep saying, I love this show we've written, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll all, all comics we you know if you work with someone you'll do that go oh Mary do you know you say that do you ever think oh that, yeah that yeah. actually works or do you are you are you a grammar and punctuation merchant um no no I'd be I um somebody like with for example the Jimmy Carr thing right yeah it's all about grammar and punctuation it's syntax yeah basically the joke could fall apart if one word of the joke is imperfect he, and he is very like I did a couple of supports with Jimmy when he was brand new mm. and he was talking about this the formatting of jokes and it was about because I sent him the, he had that one about the I can't remember the exact wording so I won't get the joke right but it was mm. about our relationship is at a crossroads and down this road is this and down that road is that and he goes that's not a crossroad that's a T junction yeah, yeah. and I'm, I'm, he made the shape of a T yeah. with his hands and he said he had the physicality of the, that's a T junction and I said you did that every night and he goes yeah that's it actually enhances the joke. Yeah. And I was like, it just, and it, it to open my mind, I was, you know, I was going yeah. about two or three years and just watching him, like he would say something funny, you'd be roaring laughing at lunch and he'd just get out his phone and make really? a note of it. Yeah. There was nothing, yeah. like he was. And are you like that? No, no, I think I'll remember it. I'll sometimes write it in my yeah. phone. I remember waking up one night, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Put it in my phone, I woke up, oh, I thought something last night and I just, well, and the word depression was what was written on my phone and I went, <laughs> This is meant to be a joke. Depression. Depression. And I actually told it on stage that I couldn't remember the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to... This is actually depressing. This yeah. is de just yeah. depression. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Depression. I never remembered yeah. the joke. And Jimmy, you'd see, you'd see taking it down immediately. Immediately. Mm. If I, like, we're just chatting. And he'd ad-lib it and then he'd laugh. I'd Sorry, I'd laugh and he'd write it down straight away. That. And the other thing is this idea of you said the halfpenny in or whatever. You know? Yeah, Imagine yeah. Imagine going into a room with seven people or eight people and trying to make them laugh. I couldn't yeah. think of anything more horrific in my life. I, I played to it's basically eight against one. Three, it's bullying. Three people was the, the, the least I played to. Yeah. There was an American couple, one from California, one from, sorry, there, weren't a, one, there was a guy and a girl, one from California, one from Oregon. I says, oh, how did you meet? I said, we're brother and sister from two different places. And I made that point. Oh, you're from two different places. And they were like, yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to go there. And there was a guy <laughs> from Manchester. He says, oh, what brought you here? He says, I saw you 
in the Frog and Bucket a few weeks ago. So I'm going, he's just, he saw one of my preview shows. So he's seen everything. And these two can't, I don't find it odd that they're brother and sister from, you know, I yes. need to explain. So I just went to head down and ploughed through the show mm-hmm. for an hour. Yeah. Like, you know, and but, you have to get, just get through it. Uh, <laughs> <But> another thing <laughs> that... Tommy might say, head down, take it a sister. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that, that occurred to me is if, if 8,000 people are coming to see you on a Saturday night yeah, and they're all paying 47 euro for, for 50 quid, hotels, 55 babysitters. Yeah. They're having a good time, Mario. The pressure you is want. on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pressure is on them to have a good time, not you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they want their money's worth. <laughs> totally. So there's a kind of a weird reverse. I've seen you see it in, like, sometimes people just go, there was a very famous comedian um, telling a story and he was asked, I was, the comedian asked him says oh you're doing these arena tours he says like where do you work out the material in advance and he goes oh, don't bother they're happy to come and see me mm. well, and I remember hearing, like I heard this story back and I was like you're joking me yeah. it just it doesn't even bother like I'll work it out in the in the arenas on the road yeah. and I just found it yeah bizarre the other one I find I, funny as well this is closer to home now because people would probably well they wouldn't even know who I'm talking about but there's a type <laughs> and uh, it's that person go on it's the, no it's the comedian <laughs> It's the comedian who goes from being, it's the comedian who goes from being small to massive. Yeah. Right? But they're still telling jokes when they're massive as if they're small. And everybody's going, would you ever fuck off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're you're a multi-millionaire famous person and you're pretending like you couldn't nobody could recognise you that, that on the way in the door <laughs> now actually come on jo- well John Bishop is one of them right because funny guy yeah 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 but he does that thing of I, I'm the one doing the gig <laughs> she wouldn't let me in and then sorry John 87 million quid later <laughs> yeah yeah and you're yeah. kind of going like do you know what I mean that kind of thing so there's what I'm talking about well, there yeah, personas but, the, but the, the audience can see that but mm. even then you'd have someone like Billy Connolly mm. Well, um, would still be talking about being a, a welder in Glasgow but then he'd also make the comment of I'm interesting you know he would acknowledge the fact that he's loaded yeah Kevin acknowledges the fact that yeah. he's loaded yeah. in the thing he, 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 if you watch his and shows is that part of his story it's, part, it's yeah. the progression yeah. so he's it's relevant this is where we mm. are now this mm. story and he says mm. yeah he says thanks for coming to the show this is what's got me the life where I'm living and all that yeah. he's not he's not apologising for it yeah. like you know and yeah. People, people showed up. Like there was, there was one. I thought it was one of the most bizarre things. It was, it wasn't this tour. It was a previous tour. Yeah. I did. Um, I can't, Ramesh rang and Nathan was his support. I kind of yeah. filled in, but I did one of the Glasgow arenas, and this girl comes up to the front of the stage. Kevin's in the middle of something, mm. and she goes, "Can I get a photo?" <laughs> right, and he goes, "I'm kind of in the middle." Like she interrupted the show. I'm kind of in the middle. Yeah, something. And someone goes, "You forgot your roots." Someone else shouts up, "You forgot your roots where you came from," and he's like. Just the bizarreness of, yeah. oh yeah, let's stop and let the twelve thousand people queue up and take photos rather than you pay like people who pay tickets to see yeah. the comedy. Yeah. And I, I was watching this guy. I don't believe I'm that's, watching it. I don't believe that this is, is happening. Bonkers, yeah. You know, can I get a photo? Yeah. I'm kind of like that says a lot about the times. I'm not we're even having in, dinner with the kids. But that says a lot, of, <laughs> lot about the times we were living in. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That girl, you know, she only came. I have to get a picture with it's Kevin about Bridges May, tonight. May. Yeah, yeah. I have to get a picture with yeah. him tonight. If I could do impressions, I would never be off the phone. Imagine all the jokes would be all the. (laughs) I swear to God, I'd be ringing up new jokes. I would bring up like 
if yeah. if you could do like Reiki might be an extreme one, but do like Roy. Do you know up. that I actually like? Have you done prank calls with these? I've done prank calls under the most extreme, the extreme duress. I'll give you the most extreme duress. <laughs> I was doing a gig for Jose Mourinho uh, in yeah, Chelsea, yeah. and he got his phone. He gave it to me. Oh, so you're ringing from his phone? I'm rang from his phone. Wow! And he uh, he said to me, "Pretend you're me. Ring Damien. He's in his car. <laughs> he's injured." And his his leg is broken, right? His leg is half broken. Want to back next week? Yeah, and you have to ring him, right? And you have to say he has to be available for for um for Brighton tomorrow. And I was literally on the phone, and I took Jose's phone. He's standing there beside me. So is the other Portuguese guy. I forget his name. Rui Faria. And John Terry and Lampard are in the corner giggling, right? And I was there. Damien, Damien, it's Jose. Yeah, I know. Damien, you have to play tomorrow. The fuck are you talking about, <laughs> Damien? You don't play tomorrow, and I sell you to Walsall for one and a half million. And I pause on the end of the phone, and I think he smelled a rat, because um, I think he maybe heard that I was. Supposed yeah, to be yeah, I could do it. Be there. No, that I might have been there that day. All oh, right, whatever. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, he kind of put two and two. But that's being asked to do a fucking impression. Oh, that's the other one is just doing people. T- t- your your person that hits you over the head. My one is just people coming up with their mobile phone. Oh, will you say that? Tell the no, the voicemail message. Oh yeah, change their voicemail message to Roy Keane. <sighs> Jesus Christ! There's about four hundred thousand people going around with the voice, Roy Keane voicemail message. So, Carl, you're doing a, a nationwide tour. Absolutely. Quick Myself word to me from Roy Keane. Quick word to Kevin me Bridges about support. the different places in Ireland. Is um, there any difference? It's in just terms the rooms, of, the venues. Yeah. There's the, like. Um, because I, for example, do think there's a difference, a slight difference. Cork, for example, I think is more more attuned to the piss take, the absolute piss take I, than other places in the country. I, I agree. I've, I've, I love doing the, pointing out to them that uh, the amount of Cork people say, oh yeah, Limerick, I drove down to Limerick there. He says, no, you drove up to Limerick. Look at yeah. the map. <laughs> Everywhere's down from Cork. Yeah, And they go, True. you know, yeah. and uh, I remember getting a, I had to get a plane was diverted to Cork and we, so I was getting a taxi to the train station trying to get home and we had to get to Shannon to get my car and I said to the taxi driver oh it must be horrible going out to the airport every day and never leaving he says you get away much I've never really left Cork why would you? and I was ah oh, he's taking the piss no it's real he was totally genuine yeah. everything I want is in Cork yeah. I said have you been to Spain for two weeks I, said, I went as a kid but I didn't enjoy it yeah that is true and I was like that's what jo- I love about it and them. I was like you're joking yeah I love that though but the one where the, I said um, says oh fair play to Cork I think Cork Munster supporters are better than the Limerick ones you know because Limerick it's natural it's a Limerick team but ye come up and support a Limerick team <laughs> 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 all the way from Cork to get behind a Limerick team because you've no team of your own <laughs> it's just a fucking yeah. fucking, yeah. fucking somewhere like Galway like the Roshan Dove you mm. like but you'll get loads of t- you'll get tourists coming through. Yeah. You'll get um, you'll get um, you know you. But it's a theatre. They're, they're used to going to theatre. There's there's mm. a whole culture there. Yeah, Limerick is a bit That's like true. Waterford in that they they have to be dragged out. Yeah. They'll have a great time once they're there. Mm. But Limerick and Waterford, I always feel like you could go down there and you go, oh, last month this place was stuffed, and you go down there and mm. it's empty. Killarney, they dress up. Killarney used they, to be Killarney. Killarney. They put on a shirt and pants. Killarney used to be the best place you would get most attention from women was in Killarney. Mm. 
Why is that, Carl? I've no idea. Maybe it's because I was younger. <laughs> I like there was a gig in Killarney, and literally, I was going. I, I'm not even trying, and yet someone yeah. would be coming on to you. Fantastic! And, uh, I could give you names of comedians, <laughs> tell me like legendary stories I've heard of afterwards. The hijinks, like, you know, the hijinks, yeah, all sorts, yeah. like you know. Well, the show is called "Well, What Did You Expect?" Exactly. And what, what would you, you expect, expect except for Carl Spain? Entertaining laughter um, nationwide, my sonny. There you are, all around the well country. Done. Well, well done. Well <laughs> done to you. And there he is, the young, the bowled, Carl Spain, at a town near you, don't you know? Very soon. Roy Keane in support. CarlSpain.ie That's it, CarlSpain.ie. Carl, thank you so much thank for coming you. in. It's thank been you, a Mario. pleasure talking to you. And my thanks to Carl Spain for taking the time to come in and see me and talk about his comedy career. Check out Carl's show. Well, what did you expect? That's what it's called. Um, on the show notes at the end of this episode. And also my show, of course, Gift Grub Live 23 Nationwide. Both our shows, Carl's show and my show. Um, great um, to uh, have you here listening to this. If you can tell just one person, tell them about the Mario Rosenstock podcast and how much you love it, or at least like it. And give us a rating on, um, on Apple or Spotify or whatever. Um, one of those, wherever you get them. Um, thanks a million for listening. I'll see you, I guess, same time, same place next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>